the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Hello, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Money, invested more. Made a bit of a mistake. I stayed up and watched that Sharks game. Second straight game that went into overtime. You may think I'm a good-looking, strong, smart, chef, playboy. You may think I'm all those things, right? But you're wrong. I'm kind of dull. Um, last night I stayed up a little bit too long. And after the win, I was like, I think I'm going to have a scoop of ice cream. I'm not really an ice cream guy. I'm really not a dessert guy. Because I'm just not that fantastic of a human being like you. I skip of ice cream. And then that kind of kept me up for another 30 minutes. I'm tired. So you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go to bed early. Um, probably like 8.15. I <laughs> you're saying, you are a lot of fun. Yeah, it's cool to be me. Uh, that's right, Jack. Um, all three major stock indices um, are playing with all-time highs right now. That's cool. It's earnings season, and it's time to tell the truth. And companies are coming clean and saying, this is what we made in the last 90 days. Now, you know as well as I do that there's a lot of financial engineering going on. There's financial engineering that goes on in taxes. Back when I used to do my own taxes, I'd, I'd run the program like three or four times to see if it came up with different results. You know, oh, maybe I could say I have a home office. Let's see what that does. Oh, maybe I could say I uh, have nine kids, even though I wasn't having no kids <laughs> kind of thing. Let's see what that does. I'll just tell them, yeah, I had a kid, and I, I, well, I don't know where he is right now. How would they know? I know, I'm not telling you to lie on your taxes. Boeing's results fell short of forecasts. We've got a lot going on in this market, right? AT&T, let's talk about AT&T. I've already talked about Boeing, but so let's talk about AT&T. They lost more DirecTV subscribers than expected. Here's a company that doesn't know what the HE double toothpicks is going on. It's about the best way of saying it. They've made some horrible, horrible acquisitions. And at one point in time, AT&T was the greatest investment of all time because every house had a telephone. And everyone paid AT&T for that service. I worked as an AT&T operator. I, I know. You're saying, no way. Yep. And I was like 18, maybe 19. It was one of those college breaks kind of thing. And I quickly learned, I don't want to work for a big company. That was my experience when I was a millennial. And I was never a millennial. But when I was 20, coming of age, I worked at AT&T, and I had just a jerk-faced, jerky-faced boss. And I didn't like it. I was like, I'm going back to college, you mother buddy. You buddy of mine. And um, they had this monopoly, and it was an incredible investment. My dad probably went to his grave thinking things like, oh, utility companies like telecom companies, they're great investments. Well, then the faster internet came along thing, and companies kind of had to compete with each other. There was also a, they had to break up AT&T into the, into the Bells, the regional phone companies, of which there was this whole deregulation thing going on that you were able to pick who was your, your Bell. Even though AT&T owned all the lines into your home, they had to lease them or, or 
let others bid on your your business. So that was kind of the beginning of the end. That was the, the end of the gravy train of AT&T, the 80s and 90s. And if you ever get a chance to go Google AT&T commercial, just Google, uh, YouTube AT&T Tom Selleck. He did a commercial in the late 80s, early 90s, talking about the, like, in the future, you'll be able to go to the beach. I can't talk like Tom Selleck. So just match on Tom Selleck. In the future, you'll be able to go to the beach and make a phone call. Wireless wasn't invented yet. In the future, whole universities will be at the touch of a finger. The internet, right? So AT&T was on to something. They were in the right place. And they had Tom Selleck. I know. My mom thought Tom Selleck was uh, uh, all that in a bucket of chicken. My mom once... Your mom ever embarrassed you? My mom is Southern. And she said things like, Robert, if I didn't wipe you, you if I didn't wipe your poo-poo off your pee-pee, it would have rotted and fallen off. I don't know you, college. So her logic was that she didn't owe me college because she wiped poop out of my diaper. I probably couldn't have done it myself, and she's probably right. My thing down there probably would have rotted and fallen off from not being wiped. But did she owe me college? No. But it was kind of funny. But she, she once said, and that's not embarrassing enough. And she said that in front of, like, a girlfriend. <laughs> and uh, she once said, Teles Valles is a good-looking man. Mm. So my mom went, my mom liked bald men. And I'm not bald. My dad wasn't bald, but she liked that Telly Savalas. Mm. I know you're saying, now I see why you have so many problems. Alcoholic dad and a southern mother? Yeah. My mother made a sound. Mm. I didn't know what that means, but now I guess I do. So AT&T, back to AT&T. They bought DirecTV. And that was a mistake. I know you're saying, really? Yeah, it was a mistake. Because they're now hemorrhaging subscribers. It's like buying a newspaper company back in the 1990s. You probably pay too much and watch the next 20 years of, of declining revenue, declining subscription. So AT&T not only did that bad mistake and way overpaid for DirecTV, because you have to have more services. You can't just be a utility anymore. So they, so they go out and they buy Time Warner because they, Time Warner's got HBO and Game of Thrones and like it's a big media company, right? And then all the management at, AT at, at Time Warner said, we don't want to be part of this AT&T company, so we're going to go to work at Netflix or somewhere else. Interesting, right? So AT&T made another, another bad decision. I'm amazed the CEO of AT&T is still in place. And they still pay a 6% dividend. But they have something over $100 billion of debt. That's not $100 billion, $100 million. Um, They got a lot of debt. A ton of debt. Uh, their conference call was, how shall we say, they tried to make the best of it. They're pleased with wireless. Service revenue is growing about 2.9%. Very low churn. They're stabilizing their entertainment earnings before interest, tax, depreciation, and amortization. They're trying to stabilize that business to grow at 5 to 7%. They expect continued video subscriber losses from DirecTV. Less in 2020, but it's still going to be tough. Um, there's four wireless players right now. There's probably should only be three. Uh, Fiber, Video Plus, Mobile result was lower churn. They're bundling their services is key to their survival. Same thing with Comcast. You ever wonder why Comcast is pushing like security uh, in your home? And they sell phones in your home and modems in your home and content in your home with cable TV. Uh, you got to diversify, right? I own AT&T because that 6% dividend. I hate the company on so many levels because fundamentally it's so flawed and they have a bad CEO. Stock will move higher when they cut that CEO. Hey, big seminar coming up. Learn more about it at Rob Black Show. Don't forget you can downloads at newfocusfinancial.com and you can learn about investing. Take your time. Do it right. I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? 
Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Hello, everyone. On the East Coast, I had a friend named Edward Kowalczyk. So that was 20 plus years ago. And to make it even more of a finer point, it was post-college. He was a singer-songwriter. I was not. I wanted to be. I befriended people of business models that I wanted to, to like emulate. I didn't know what I was going to do. And uh, he happened to form a band called Live. And going back and thinking about it, it's a horrible name for a band, right? Because, hey, let's go see Live Live tonight. Oh, no. But that's okay. Um, one of the songs that he wrote kind of came to my mind. is tying together nicely with last night's hockey game. San Jose Sharks were basically put a fork in them, they're done. There's 10 minutes left in the game, roughly, and they're down 3 nothing. Uh, they, they couldn't work it in, so to speak. And then Captain Joe Pavelski takes a penalty, and his head hits the ice hard. And there was a lot of coincidental touching involved before that happened. And blood starts to come out of his ear when his head hits the ice. And if you're a Shark fan, you go, you just hurt our captain. And if you're a Vegas fan, you're saying that was an accident. It didn't, we went, he kind of hurt himself. He, he, they kind of got tangled up. That happens, right? Sometimes it's a no-fault accident. But that led to a five-minute major because he was the captain. Had it been me, <laughs> a, a puffy fourth-liner who can barely get up and down the ice, there wouldn't have been a five-minute major. They would have said, eh, let's just give the, the poor schlub two minutes. He is hurt, but he's a schlub. Um, and a lot of people are upset. Vegas this morning wakes up upset because the Sharks were rallied back. Hopefully I'm not ruining this for you if you dvr it last night. But they went from down 3 nothing to up 4-3, and then it goes 4-4, four, four, and then it goes to overtime. So I'm tired today, right? The only thing I love more than investing is Game 7s of NHL hockey. Then you tie it in with, when I was younger, the thing that I loved was live music. And Live wrote a song called, Ed Qualtrick wrote a song called uh, The Beauty of Grey. Um, and I kind of see that. And it's not a black and white world. To be alive, I say the colors must swirl. And I believe that maybe today we will all get to appreciate The Beauty of Grey. Uh, a lot of musicians write music as if they're 7th grade or 8th grade boys with a crush on a girl. It's not genius lyrics. It's not incredible poetry. It's, it's high school poetry. It's not a black and white world. To be alive, I say the colors must swirl. And I believe that maybe today we will appreciate the beauty of gray. So the sharks and the kings got, not the kings, the, the knights got caught up in a, a beauty of gray kind of scenario, right? If it wasn't the captain, that probably wouldn't have been a five-minute major. And it, because it was the captain, they were able to spark. Had it been me who got hurt and it was a five-minute major... Probably wouldn't have sparked the team to a rally. Now, same thing with Wall Street. When I was younger, I looked at it as, wow, there's a lot of big numbers there. And, you know, uh, I, I didn't appreciate it. It was, it was tough to get wrap my hands around. But now we hit an all-time high again and again and again and again. And I'm thankful that 20, 30 years ago, I decided I want to get into that business. I want to understand money better. Because... I kept seeing it hit all-time highs, and someone was winning. Now, you hear on the radio and TV, you hear people go, you know, real estate's best. Real estate's not an investment. It's a liability. I own real estate. And let me tell you, when your dog gets sick and you have to throw down $2,000 because you were stupid and didn't buy dog insurance on a dog that's going to get itself in trouble, you guys should have bought insurance. Um, that cash flow on that, that, those houses and those apartment buildings and those businesses, it hurts. So it's a liability, and I know that. It's a good liability. It's a low-cost liability with uh, interest rates. 
it's amazing that some schlub like me, a fourth liner puffy guy who huffs and puffs up and down the ice, can convince a bank to give him like six hundred to eight hundred thousand dollars over the next thirty years of of credit alone. That's nuts. Uh, it's nuts. What are you nuts? Oh, a wise guy. So anyway, back to the beauty of gray. We hit all time highs. And I'd rather be in this party than away from this party. And to this day, I, I look forward to, like, hey, Facebook's going to report numbers tonight. Let's see what they have to say. You know, Boeing has got a plane that, that went down twice, and their stock's starting to rally. Now, again, it's the beauty of gray. You could say, well, I'm not going to own Boeing because uh, countries could, you know, really stick it to them. Or you could say, there's not a lot of competition in this business. So you have to get over your, your, your hook of you don't like this. I opened up an Acorns account, and I'm not bragging because, trust me, it's not that special. Anyone can do it. Acorns takes, it shaves off some of your spending. So if, let's say, I was at a Sharks game last night, and I decide to get a jersey, and it's $104.50, they will say it's $105. Acorns takes 50 cents and invest it for you. Pretty cool. Now, I've done that for about a month, and I've, with all my spending roundups, it's come out to about $400, and guess what? It's up higher. I've made more money. And again, that's the beauty of investing. On one hand, I could say short term, uh, I, I can't. That's great. Good news. But don't get too cocky. But I could say for the last 60, 70, 80 years, the market always makes new highs. And there's, there's, there's something to be said to that. And I can give you the simplest example of how beautiful the Wall Street is and how beautiful investing is. You know how I just talked about acorns and they round stuff up? I do a lot of my spending on a Visa or MasterCard or American Express. And all three of them were around when I was a kid. And they make money every time you spend. Every time you spend at a merchant, they make money. So let's say you got your honey, and she's a good-looking woman. And you're out to dinner, and you're thinking about popping the question to her. And you're, you're like, you're making eyes at each other. And she, she thinks this is the night. He's going to propose. So you decide, I'm going to wait through dinner. I'm going to make her a little nervous. I'm going to get her a big old lobster bib and lobster claw and watch her crack into it and suck the meat out of this dead carcass, slurp it down, maybe finish with some gross, greasy, slimy oysters, watch her slurp those down, and then you're like, oh, you get cold feeding, say, check, waiter, can I have a check, please? I gotta go. And he, he gives you your check and you throw it on your credit card and guess what? Visa just made money. They were with you in that moment where you got cold feet. Trust me, if I had to watch people eat crustaceans all day long, I I, ooh, I wouldn't be friends with them. I, I, I have a thing. There's two things that I hate watching. I hate watching people eat, and I hate people watching me eat. How's that for fair? I hate watching people eat, especially old people. And you put, like, a lobster claw or a crab in an old person's hand, oh, that is going to make me chuck. Anyway, Beauty of Grey, Wall Street works. And if you don't see that Visa was around and MasterCard and American Express was around when you were a kid... And they're around when you have special moments in your life. And when you go to Hawaii or you go to Europe and you charge it, buy some Visa. Mastercard Amex on down pulls. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. There's a lot of ways to get wealthy. You could invent the Choco Taco. You can invent the Whammo Frisbee. I know you're saying, someone invented a Choco Taco? That's genius. <laughs> you could do the peanut butter and chocolate thing, but you have to do it. One company that I think could have a big investment to come that could make you wealthier or make you some money, i.e. I'm giving you a stock tip right now, 
Consult a broker advisor for taking action. Any stocks mentioned? You're like, I want to get in the stock market. I want to get into technology, but the stocks are always hitting highs. I don't want to chase performance, and I get it. If you listen to the show for years, you know that when Qualcomm got tangled up with Apple over chips, and we're not talking like Doritos. We're talking semiconductors, right, that go in phones. Qualcomm says, we have the patents, and you owe us money. Apple says, you can't patent loose things like flat devices that call one another and say, you have a patent on that. So they, 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 they fought each other. And I said, short-term, this is bad news for Qualcomm. And it was. Stock underperformed for a couple of years, but it paid a big, fat dividend because their management had confidence they were going to put this behind them. What can you invest in that will make you money? Sometimes it's demographics, people getting older, taking more pharmaceuticals. Sometimes it's babies turning into 18 to 25, 18 to 35-year-old people who have disposable income. There's a lot of ways to go around it. Sometimes you can buy playoff tickets for the next round and sell them at a, a super premium. And you're saying, really? Really? So, really. So, what trend am I looking at right now? It's 5G. And I think it's going to be a big one. And I see companies like AT&T, Verizon, they provide a lot of the service for what 5G could bring us. Faster internet, right? Why wait a minute to download your movie when you can download it in 40 seconds? Right? Well, there is some truth, there is some truth to that, to be, believe it or not. When I started studying economics and I started seeing the, like traffic, the longer you sit in traffic, the more it drains our economy. So if you're in a backup, I look at that as economic disaster. Now I'm exaggerating because we're all in backups, but it does slow things down. And it's gas money that we put into our car that just does not, it doesn't get us to work faster. It just it idles while we're, while we're waiting to go. Don't, don't send me emails like, hey, I have an electric car. Am I losing money? I hate people like you. So a play on 5G could be AT&T or Verizon. It could be companies like Apple or Samsung. It could be companies like ASM Lithography, KLA 10 Core, companies that make the ovens that semiconductors are cooked in. Or it could be a company like Qualcomm, who years ago got into a tiff with Apple about who had patents on semiconductors that went in some phones. Now, it just so happens that Qualcomm has been studying semiconductors that go inside phones and telecommunication devices longer than anyone else. So it's interesting when a company like an Intel says, oh, we'll get into modem chipsets. Because aren't you the CPU people? Or when Tesla says, oh, we'll make semiconductors for our cars. And companies like NVIDIA says, good luck. We've been doing it for 30 years. You think you're going to make your first generation better than me? Qualcomm's one of those companies. Qualcomm got into trouble. I told you when I bought it. I told you why I bought it. I said, I don't know if it's ever going to resolve. Court cases can linger. They can draw out. They can play into the system for a long period of time. I think Qualcomm is a play on 5G. I own shares of Qualcomm. I'm considering selling because when I told you to buy it two years ago, it's gone up 100% since then. Almost 100%. Consultant worker advisor for taking action on the stock on the show. But Qualcomm could rally because the patent royalty things behind them. So they no longer have that distraction. Now they get to ramp up to 5G. And I don't know when 5G hits because, trust me, I was around in... They didn't even call it 2G. They just called it damn slow internet back in the day. And then 3G came out, right? And I was 20 years ago... I went to Vegas, Comdex, or CES, one of those shows. I think it was Comdex. They don't even do it anymore. And uh, I saw the CEO of, I want to say Sony, but I'm guessing that's wrong. might have been Samsung. He was talking about how 3G is going to change the world. You'll be able to get map directions on your phone in real time. You won't actually have to go to a map site like MapQuest, punch in the directions, print them, 
put them in the car with you. It took another four or five years after that event for it to really start hitting its stride, 3G. It wasn't as fast as he predicted. Never is. So Qualcomm and Apple make a six-year license agreement, effective April 1, and a multi-year chipset supply agreement. The deal includes a payment from Apple to Qualcomm, and it ends all litigation between the companies. So that's behind them. And for a couple of years there, Apple wasn't paying its, its royalties, but it was still using their chips. Now, Qualcomm makes chips better than Intel as far as chipsets for modems go inside your phone. Just like NVIDIA makes better than it, Tesla, probably. We don't know. Uh, Elon Musk can say, you know, incredibly bonehead things like, hey, you know, we, we designed it from the ground up for exactly what we need. Therefore, we have it. And there may be some truth to that. Truth to that. Um, but we'll see. I think Qualcomm shares, and there's an analyst at Morgan Stanley. He's raising his rating to overweight from equal weight on Qualcomm, citing the strength of its wireless patent portfolio. Apple and Qualcomm, I don't know who it was, but they had the cojones to sue each other. And Qualcomm kind of won. So that settlement reinforces the intellectual property value that Qualcomm has. And trust me, Apple's doing everything they can to come up with that same exact chip or better. So that when this deal runs out in five years... Excuse me, I'm kind of, um, how shall we say, filled with phlegm. That could be my band name. You know, you, you always have to come up with band names filled with phlegm. I know. Just don't steal it from me. But this analyst raised his price from $55 to $95. And that has price upside of about 10 to 15% from today's levels. What's interesting about that is um, he didn't come out with that when it went from 55 to 85 on the settlement. He came out with it after the settlement. Now, I was saying they're going to settle it all the time. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. But if I were trying to toot my own horn, I'd say I told you so. Um, hey, that's what we're talking about. Jump on the gravy train that is Rob Black and your money, boy. I deserve a little respect, my buddy. So you want your phone to do magical things? 5G is going to help. But also 5G is going to start getting into cars and... You know, I like that idea. I know you're saying, man, you like spending an extra ten, fifteen dollars for AT and T and Verizon to beam internet into your car. I'm in my car a lot. Live in my car. Anyway, um, I like Qualcomm, and it's on my shopping list as a best of breed. A lot like a Visa or Mastercard is a best of breed. I don't mess around with too many things that are like second place, third place. Why? I didn't want to date the frumpy girl who was always in the library. I wanted to date the hot cheerleader. Why bother with anything less? When it comes to investing, you can say stupid stuff like that. You know I'm not dating. You know I'm not into hot chicks. I'm just trying to make a, something relatable to like a John Hughes movie. I know you're saying John Hughes movie. Oh. They couldn't make that movie today. I, and that's the most shocking thing is because there was an Asian who had a name that uh, had a play with mm, male anatomy. You can't make that movie today, can you? Um, moving forward, Qualcomm's a really good idea. It should be in your list of really good ideas. It doesn't mean you buy it today. Now, Boeing, on the other hand, got into a lot of trouble with the 737 MAX. And I have some problems with that. I have some, they've lost some credibility with me because Boeing used to be the best of breed. But now that they've fallen, are they a fallen angel? That's a damn good question. It's a damn good cup of joe. I know you're saying, what's that from? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to let it sit in your head. Um... Boeing is a best of breed who has fallen. So we call those fallen angels in my business. And then Qualcomm's like a best of breed, right? See how you should start thinking about your portfolio? And I don't want you owning individual stocks. I want you owning indexes until you know how to think about stocks. 
and you feel really comfortable with it. And you've seen ups and downs. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Big seminar coming up, but there's even better stuff like at New Focus Financial. You can go get some downloadables. Warren Buffett's quotes. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. There are many ways to skin a cat. Mom always said, you can start from the back to the front. You can go with the hind legs. You can put it in a blender. That'll skin it. You get the point, right? I throw that out there because it's one of those things that we always say that we remember. There's a lot of ways to skin a cat. and It doesn't even make any sense because we don't skin a lot of cats in our lives anymore, do we? Uh, but I, I bring that up because it's a phrase like Wall Street is a roller coaster. No, it's not. And you don't skin cats. And yet we carry scars of, of fear of losing money. We all carry some sort of scar, right? I love scars. I once dated a person who, uh, the black part of her eye, and don't ask me to say what it is. I think it is the iris, or I don't even know. But the black part of her eye, she had blue eyes, and then there's a little black hole in the middle, right? Pupil? That's her pupil, I guess. And uh, when she was born, there was, it was a birth defect because it, it broke. Like an egg yolk, it broke. So the black part of her eye turned into, basically, instead of being a round circle, it was a keyhole. So the blue part of her eye wasn't perfectly round or wasn't roundish. It had black bleeding into it to make like a black keyhole. She was embarrassed by it. And I was like, I think it's the coolest scar I've ever seen. It's, it's beautiful. The beauty is in flaws, right? The beauty is not in perfection. And I think beauty is in discipline. You know what makes me better invested than you is I'm more disciplined. And I do it every day. Do you know why I do a better radio show than all other financial radio shows? Because I do it every day. I care about it. I want, want to tell the truth. I want to show you that it's not a roller coaster. I want you to see, like, like, Wall Street is not the Wizard of Oz that people make you think it is. Look behind the curtain. He's just a normal dude. But there's people on radio and television and commercials that come across as, I'm smarter than you. I'm not smarter than you. I just outwork you. I'm disciplined. And if you can approach Wall Street with a discipline, you'll go far in life. So, yes, there is some things about never touching hot stoves. And, yes, there are some things about never touching stocks that you don't, hot stocks that you don't understand. So once you have your investment strategy, try not to deviate too much. And when you're very, very young, I call it wealth accumulation. You're taking a portion of your paycheck, and you're putting it into a broad swath of capitalism named a stock index. And if you don't like capitalism, that's fair. But I'd rather you join us versus shooting yourself in the foot. I, I didn't give birth to a kid, but I was part of the process, right? And you love your kids, and you're like, don't touch the hot fire, because I once touched a hot, hot stove, right? And it burned me, and you don't want them to get burned because you love them. But you have to keep saying it again and again and again so that they get disciplined in their head. You wish that you only had to say it once, but why am I saying it the ninth time? I got a little testy last night. I was trying to listen to some TV and kept getting interrupted. I said, can you please be quiet? After years and years and years of saying, don't interrupt me. Don't interrupt me when I'm talking. Don't interrupt me when I'm talking to a print. Don't interrupt me. And you keep getting, so you sometimes get frustrated, right? Can't let frustration come into investing. You can't say I've had that stock for two years or that index for two years and it hasn't done anything. Um, a diet of a healthy diet and exercise will keep you pretty healthy in your life. You don't have to do a lot. I don't know what the statistics are. Is losing weight 80% diet and 20% exercise? I don't know. I'm not doing that show. But I can tell you, if you stay disciplined and have a healthy diet and exercise, it likely goes good places. I know, I know. You're saying I've seen people die on treadmills. Oh, snap. Um, you got to be careful with stock tips. I don't like stock tips. 
You can pick your nose. You can pick your friends. You can't pick your friend's nose. I don't want my friends picking stocks for me. Um, I'm not passionate when it comes to investing. I'm diligent. Sooner or later, you are going to get burned with a bad stock or a bad index. A good friend of mine, Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoansHorse.com, called me yesterday. He goes, what's happening to all my healthcare stocks? And he owns a healthcare sector fund that got hit because some Democrats running for president have said... We want free healthcare. We want to shake. We want to shake up the healthcare system, my buddy. And they probably, if they get in power, and there's enough of them, and maybe that can happen. I didn't think the Republicans pull off a massive tax cut, but they had the power of the, of both houses of Congress and a president who said, "Let's do this," and they pushed it through. Now, the same fear, on the other hand, with the Democrats and trying to reform healthcare, has caused healthcare stocks to become a little bit cheaper. My personal opinion is, healthcare stocks help us live. Healthcare companies help us live longer lives. They do things like take away infections and take away diseases. And I I think that's a good thing. And I think in the long term, yeah, there's some flaws in the system. I I think Viagra at one point in time was selling for like $10 a pill. And you're like, why is it so much? And you you learn like Viagra in Canada is like, it's free. Oh, we get get Viagra free with our our toastios. And why do Canadians wear toques? Why not just call it a warm hat? Why you got to call it a toque? I don't know. Anyway, um, take off, you hoser. Um, I love Lake Tahoe, but the drive to Lake Tahoe stinks. But I have to stay passionate that I love Lake Tahoe. I have to be diligent about getting there. I have to lose the passion about, I can't let the road rage take over. I got to say, it's a long drive to Tahoe. Sometimes there's a lot of traffic to Tahoe. Long flight to Hawaii. Sometimes it's bumpy, but it pays off. Same thing with investing. You kind of have to put up with some turbulence, but you'll get there. You have to put up with some things that make you a little nervous. Am I going to drive off the road in snow? Is the plane going to go down? I came into the Bay Area about a week after Cynthia Odie died in a plane crashed flying to Hawaii, and she was a financial quote-unquote expert. And some people think I was like an angel. Weird, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.